So next on the You Entered Nothing podcast, we have an NA Music Prize nominee and perhaps one of the most thought-provoking artists that we're going to have on the podcast today. This artist really seems to bear their soul into their music. Like if words were these sort of towering monoliths and etched into them the vast depths of honesty and personal reflection. She has released three songs that are collectively poignant, delicate, and here to chat us through them is Fiona. How are you? Hello, I'm, I'm, I'm great. That was a lovely introduction. One does try, one does try, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I suppose, look, we jump, just jump straight in. Who are you and tell us, what do you do with yourself? Sure. Um, well, yeah, my actual name is Hannah Lockhart um, and I'm a singer-songwriter and I also work part-time with HNI um, helping old people. So, yeah, that's what I do. It's a really lovely thing to do. To yeah, 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 very nice. <laughs> Well, I hope I help them. That's the aim. <laughs> yeah, the, the difference between me and Sean um, working for, you know, I am I do PR, so try and stop companies from doing anything bad and making them loads of money. And Sean works for a massive global corporate agency. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite as impactful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to see you two together, you know, crossing the divides. <laughs> <laughs> we try, we try. So... I suppose your artist's name, it's, I think it's really intriguing and it's really well thought out. Um, I'll maybe let you explain it, if you don't mind. Yes, of course. Um, Yeah, well, I know, confusingly, I have a lot of names banding about because before I was Fiona, I was playing under my own name, which was Hannah McPhillamy, and I've changed my surname again, so it's just very confusing for everybody. Um, But yeah, I suppose partly wanted to... Um, kind of have a fresh start because I wanted to you know create uh, music with a bit of a different sound um, so yeah that's when I went on the hunt for a new name and also McPhillamy was just like a nightmare so many letters <laughs> when I said it um, so yeah I, I thought about it for ages and eventually landed on on Fierna which is um, it's a smoosh or a portmanteau, depending on uh, how you want to look at it. So it's uh, the na from Hannah, and then the fern part is, um, I'm from Coleraine, and the Gaelic meaning of Coleraine is nook of ferns. So then I smooshed them together and pronounced it differently, just for that extra bit of confusion <laughs> for people. Um, but yeah, that's why I landed on the name. Okay. And do you think, does that impact of sort of like, your background and where you're from does that factor into your music do you think as well like is the name like a reflection of that would you say um yeah I suppose yeah it's interesting because I wanted to have something that would give me a fresh kind of start like a bit of a blank canvas but also felt like connected to me and meaningful to me and then just picking a random word didn't really do it for me um mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's nice I think for me maybe more psychologically <laughs> it's just nice to have that link and I'm sure it probably does affect the music in some way but I'm not totally um conscious of it maybe yeah maybe it's just the I suppose the thing about the north coast it's all very like wild and raw and rugged so maybe I don't know maybe yeah, yeah. It's about the music no no okay it's, it's cool that it's like it's your own thing but it also you know is sort of has its own connections but you've made it your own thing um but in terms of like so you mentioned about like fresh starts and blank canvas if we take it right back, where did you start musically? Were you musical growing up? Did you come to it later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Um, yeah, no, I I always uh, was kind of, 
Uh, yeah, well, my mom tells me, who knows, my mom tells me, like, my sister was six playing the piano, and I was, like, three, and I would, like, try and chuck her off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I always, yeah, always loved music, um, and had a real, yeah, when I was asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, it was always that I wanted to be a songwriter, weirdly enough, not like a singer, but I just really focused in on the, on the songwriting. Um, so I, yeah, when I was six, I had this little, like, notebook and wrote these horrendous songs that I hope no one ever finds um so yeah it was something I don't know where that came from it was just something I always wanted to do I think it was like going to see musicals and watching Disney films um to be honest it's quite a lame really beginning um and then yeah I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah and then yeah throughout like I was quite fortunate to go to quite a at school it was quite encouraging of people who wanted to do music and um had a like really lovely teacher um so yeah it was, I can't remember not doing it um really and yeah I suppose started off just um singing with friends and and doing all the choir stuff and the orchestras and things and then eventually found my way into the music that I'm doing now yeah yeah and then in in terms of like what do you listen to like growing up was there any or even when you started writing music was there any anybody I think you remember listening to it and being like I want to make something like that or I like that sound or I always find that interesting yeah yeah no that's a good question um again I feel like I, I don't have very good indie music credentials when I look back <laughs> I remember yeah I remember actually like listening when I was I suppose I don't know back in the day when I was growing up you know, it was all CDs and and what you had in the car. And I, so it was quite limited to what like your parents were listening to, I think, um, in a way. But I remember um, he, my dad, bought, uh, it was like an Eva Cassidy album, but it was her Live at Blues Alley album. So she was covering like, um, yeah, oh gosh, no, I can't even remember, like loads of like jazz standards and Gerald and Louis Armstrong and Billie Holiday and all that stuff. All and the greats. All the greats, exactly. Um, so I remember being like, whoa, like, what is this? This is unbelievable. And um, so that was the first time I felt like, okay, these are the people, yeah, that like, that's the music that I want to listen to. Um, and kind of went off and bought my own little CDs of, of those people. Um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, I just really remember that feeling. And the yeah, the songs were all class and it not yeah my dad was basically had it we had a diet of like Emmy Lou Harris and Van Morrison it was just country Van Morrison um which <laughs> quality. Is, when yeah when when I started hearing all the American songbook stuff and then Motown stuff I was like there's a whole world out there that um that I really loved so that's kind of what I started listening to then sorry that was really <laughs> no, that, no, no, that's, that's what we want to hear. Do you know what I mean? Just where where did everything come from? Do you know what I mean? Different yeah. sort of waves of influence, you know. Sure. Yeah. Well, lapsed was your first release, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was birthed out of being asked by, I assume, your previous religion or to write like a reflective piece on Northern Ireland over the past hundred years. And you know, I was when I read that, I was like, mm-hmm. how do you even go about doing that? You know. <laughs> are you, you know, are you trying to do it from a perspective of the history you've read? Or are you doing it to please people? I mean, like, it's pretty, pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, actually, when I was asked, I was like, no, no way am I doing that. Like, that is a complete 
landmine field you <laughs> walk through. Um, so yeah, I I had that reaction when I was asked. I thought, no, this is like impossible. I'm just gonna anger everybody or um yeah and I don't want to write something like really trite either um but my producer actually he sort of convinced me he was like no this is something you know you should do and art should speak into these really complicated situations and blah blah blah, blah. so I was like fine <laughs> I was also good so um but yeah so I kind of like molded over for a while and they had given me like what was it it's some speech the king made I think back in 1920 whenever Northern Ireland as we know it today was sort of started um, and yeah that was the other thing because even even sort of acknowledging Northern Ireland as a as a state and a place can be contentious too so yeah I oh yeah I'm sorry I'm just remembering all that anxiety <laughs> Um, but yeah so that was kind of the starting point and he had he made this speech and it was all it's kind of to be honest, it wasn't like the most riveting speech, but there was one part that was like the future of the island lies in the hands of the Irish people themselves or something like that. Okay. Um, and then that made me sort of think about, I suppose it's really obvious now that I'm saying it, but the like who actually is part of this place we call Northern Ireland. And um, we always think of them as I, I, I don't know, I feel like Northern Ireland's always talked about as two separate communities and these two very distinct countries, mm. or countries of people, but I thought, actually, we are, you know, like it or lump it, we are kind of one thing. Yes. And then I sort of thought about, well, if if Northern Ireland, the north of Ireland was one person, what might they be saying? What might they be like? And then I sort of wrote it from that perspective. So that was actually a lot easier because I wasn't trying to like represent a whole country. I was just like siphoning it down to one little person and imagining them. Uh, and that's then laps came out of, came out of that. And I'm sure it was still difficult even with that sort of like focus point, but was there, was there like ideas or anything that you maybe still had to like say, okay, we can't, not can't talk about that, but struggle to include given that, you know, you a song's not, you only have a few minutes, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think, hmm, I'm trying to remember now. I think that, I suppose there was a, a couple of points I kind of wanted to make. So I, I focused in on, this was a helped then with the structure. Mm. It was like, well, this is the main gist. Um, and I think that, yeah, there was maybe kind of two things going on. Um and one is, one is I just felt like we were, again, like storming a collapse or whatever for like the 17th time. And um, and even looking back over the 100 years, it felt like, oh, there's all these, t- it's just this cycle of like, here we are, and then something goes wrong, and then we have to start, it. there's these talks, and then we're starting again, and it's constantly happening over and over and over and over again. So I wanted to kind of highlight that and what it feels like, you know, to constantly start but not really get anywhere and then yeah. I did have some sort of hope at the end I suppose that wasn't totally um I, yeah again that wasn't just like oh we'll, we'll get through this but it was like um I, I just think we do have a genuine opportunity at the moment if if we actually like sat down and talked to each other to um, make things different like I think that that's always 
there if people want it. Um, so yeah, that's where I wanted the song to end. So yeah, I kind of had those two ideas. So that's that was the journey I wanted it to go on. Um, and then there's things I probably could have said more strongly, but I've kind of alluded to in it that maybe, um, yeah, somebody could pick up how I feel about certain things that have happened recently in, in history. But I didn't want to, yeah, I don't like things that like bash you over the head or yeah, yeah. You on the nose. So I kind of wanted people to be able to read into it what they what they might want to yeah i suppose that ties into the idea of like looking at it as like a a singular it's like you can take your own thing away from it nearly because it is your singular name yeah yeah that's true that's true um yeah and i yeah i definitely i mean obviously like that would you know how arrogant would you have to be to think you could represent the whole (laughs) the one song so um I thought yeah I'll maybe get away with it if I just kind of imagine what I think this um this place personified would look like I think that gives me a bit more um grace hopefully from from (laughs) so yeah perfectly well I want to move on to um one of your other tunes uh Milkman by Anna Burns had a profound effect on you or I read it did anyway um and helped (laughs) to sort of formulate your debut single as Fierna uh, your debut single being Wasting. And correct me if I'm wrong again, because do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm very seldom right. You just <laughs> returned uh, from the US as well. So can you tell me how those things, if at all, affected writing Wasting? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm trying to, I know this is maybe going back a wee bit. Um, yeah, I think it was just an interesting time for me because I lived in, in Ann Arbor in Michigan for a couple of years um, and then when, yeah, when I was kind of traveling home, um, Milkman was was doing its thing and was uh, you know, getting the, the Booker Prize and stuff and every, or people around me were talking about it. So I thought, well, I'll, you know, this will be a nice like <laughs> re-entry uh, situation. <laughs> it's, quite, it's not the most, uh, yeah, happy book. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. <laughs> Yeah, no, might have made, yeah, made other people stay where they were. Um, so yeah, so I suppose those two things are kind of wrapped up quite um, tightly in my memory and in my mind. There was a few things going on when I read, what I loved about Milkman is I just, it was, it's one of those books that um, you have to work really hard to actually um, get the payoff from um, because it's, it's yeah, for anyone who hasn't read it, it's kind of written in the stream of consciousness way um, and characters aren't, you know, they aren't given real names and things. Um, so at the start, you're just completely confused. Um, but then as you get into it, the way I just think the writing style kind of makes you feel the way the character feels, um, kind of claustrophobic and, and uh, not really... I suppose engaging with life everything everything's very kind of um bland and held at like an arm's arm's length I think um so yeah I just I kind of really love that about the book and I think some of the feelings that that character was feeling I was sort of feeling at the same time moving home um so yeah and I don't really know why I just I just felt a bit like yeah, like I suppose a lot of the songs actually are probably about this, but a bit like um like uh what's the word? Not like like somebody kind of watching your own life unfold. Like you're not really a an active character in it. You're you're kind of just things are sort of happening to you. And I think that's what's going on in Milkman and that's how I was feeling at that time. It's probably a 
more succinct way of saying that. No, no, 100%. And is that, do you think, is that generally, obviously your own influences come into that, but um, how would you say you approach like writing? Is it your own influences? Is it, you know, do you maybe does something like Milkman come along and inspire you and you're like, oh, I need, I want to do something with that? Or, you know, what way do you approach your writing? Yeah. Um, no, that's a good question. Um, I, I, hmm. And it does happen in different ways. So I suppose with the, with the commission or, or with that lapse or whatever, it's like, here's a prompt off you go uh, and write it. And I wouldn't have written that song otherwise um, if I didn't have that external prompt. Um, but then, most of the time I find it's a bit like what happened with wasting where I'm going through something um, or feeling my feelings. And, uh, but at the same time, there's something maybe I'm watching or reading or going on in the world that I, maybe, I don't know, it's totally narcissistic. I don't know, but um, that kind of, I think has a, has a connection to it. So I think when those two things come together, that's often when I, want to write about it um so yeah I don't I find it hard when it's just my feelings unless there's like a I don't know maybe that's not true I have, there are songs where I've just done that as well but I think that's my sweet spot when those two things kind of collide then I um yeah that's what drives me to write about it Don. I I was watching and sort of been through your socials and sort of trying to pick things um out that, that I found really interesting and I came across this one about wasting and you, and you reflect on a line. Oh, I wish I had a reason to be complicated. Mm-hmm. And you very honestly, you really, really do very honestly reflect in the Instagram video about that. And I think that as humans, we always, you know, we always think, could things have been better? Could the grass have been greener on the other side? If I had done this differently, would life be different? You know, is there another way? This, this is one of the, this is the quest is like, oh, I'm trying to be all philosophical and profound. Um, but is, do, do you think that things, your life should have went a different way or, you know, could or would have went somewhere or your current trajectory isn't, or at the time wasn't felt unknown or, or, or didn't go the way you wanted to or? Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think when I was writing that, I was feeling quite like that I was actually interestingly enough it was probably just before I kind of um it, it was probably the last song I wrote that is hopefully going to be on my album so it was, it was before I kind of rebranded and before I was putting music out and I felt very like is my career going anywhere in particular um um just yeah I'd, I'd done stuff as Hannah McPhillamy but I hadn't really it wasn't very well planned and I hadn't really I suppose taken off in the um whatever that means um it wasn't something I could you know make a living from or or felt like had a big future in mm-hmm. um I think that's how I was I was feeling um at the time no I think I think I did feel that and I think if you're I don't know if you're in the arts or or music especially maybe you, you're always gonna feel that to some extent but yeah I think I was particularly feeling that then and probably well I like to think that I've kind of made my peace a little bit more as times as time's gone on because it's yeah it's really easy to think that and just go into a spiral <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah no I was basically yes yes to that question I was <laughs> feeling that at the time I, I wrote yeah <laughs> And then maybe on the other, in terms of, you know, maybe, as you said, like taken off, your uh-huh. wasting was nominated for single year, the NI Music Prize. 
Mm-hmm. How does that feel to sort of be recognized, especially in what is like a very busy music scene in Northern Ireland at the moment? Yeah, Ach, no, that's been that's been so nice, actually. No, it's funny. You, um, yeah, you probably put your finger on something there. Like that song was about me not feeling like you know it was going to go anywhere or or maybe recognized or whatever. So it's really lovely that that's mm. then been been nominated. There's a nice nice poetry to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Is your acceptance speech short? <laughs> <laughs> Be more like practicing my gracious loser face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of um, claps and smiles. But um, yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's a funny thing. Prizes are funny things because obviously there's so many people who could be winning them. Um, but it's just a really, it's just nice to, you know you could be in your own little corner making music and and nobody listening or caring and <laughs> obviously you make music for an audience so when things come like come around like this and then it's like oh okay maybe there are one or two people who uh who like it and that's that's really a really lovely feeling and really reassuring as well that you're not just um yeah I don't know making music for yourself um in a little dark room your latest release is walk on what as a song what is what is this one about is it a message for anyone in particular is it about mm. anything specific or oh yeah yeah it actually was one um I, well I wrote it after watching the film Selma which is yes, yeah, very very good. Good. yeah 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 um it's about the civil rights movement in in America kind of centers on Martin Luther King Jr. Um, so I watched that and then there there is like a handful of scenes where you watched um Coretta Scott King, who's Martin Luther King's wife. Um, and you kind of see her like, you know, dealing with death threats at home or like doing the the washing up or whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, she's a, like I'd love to know more about her and what that feels like to kind of you're not the person at the front. Um, but you're kind of dealing with all the same crap at the same time. You know, you're not getting any, but you're not getting any of the credit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was like, I suppose the song, yeah, it was kind of for those people who, again, are, are maybe in the shadows or in the background that, that don't have a big spotlight shone on them. Um, I, yeah, I suppose that's who that song's written for. But yeah, inspired initially by by Coretta Scott King. Very cool. Well, I mean, you, you've just you've you've given us a real in-depth knowledge into your your inner thinkings and and the way you write. Um, and without a shadow of a doubt, it is way more thoughtful probably than anything me and Sean would ever write. Um, that's really oh, reductive questions. <laughs> <laughs> but what we're going to do now is every single time we get somebody on or okay. a band on or an individual in any capacity um, because like I said me and Sean always get people on who are way more uh, creative than ourselves we ask them quick fire rounds to bring the artist back down to the commoners that me and Sean right. are um, <laughs> so the first question we ask every time is if you were a drink alcohol or otherwise what would you be I'm a pint of Guinness or Sean says I'm a pint of Guinness because I'm an acquired taste and people pretend to like me <laughs> so in that same vein what would you be? Yeah. Sorry, what would I be? Oh, sorry, Sean. I was in for your for your one. You... Oh no, no, Jack. Jack hasn't come up with anything. Thankfully, I haven't been. No, no, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what mine is. Oh god. Uh, yes, <laughs> just stalling for time there because. Uh, <laughs> let me see. What would I be? I would be a. 
Well, I'm just going to say a gin and tonic. Maybe that because that's what I want to drink right now. But <laughs> um, yes, I've got. What would I, why would I be that? I don't know if a gin and tonic actually does, does this. I was going to say it like mature. You know, you get one flavor at the beginning, but then it kind of changes. But there's a little bit of like zaniness too with the lime. There okay. we go. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I see the logic. Uh, question two. If you could have yeah. a superpower, what would it be and what would you do with it? Oh, what would it be and what would you do? I would have a... What would a power be that I could, like, zap my lost things to myself? Is that... Is there any... Yeah. I think, they, I think oh, they've made something like that. It's called a tracker. You can put it in your keys and it'll beep when you, when you listen. <laughs> All or do you right. mean, like, like Star Wars? Like, you put your hand <laughs> in and just, like... Yeah, zoom to my hands. Yeah. yeah. Well, you wouldn't uh, want to lost your car. Let's put it like that. Because that's, <laughs> you know. yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah, basically, I just spend my life. I, I like leave everything behind me everywhere. So I'd like a superpower that solves that problem. Fair. Do you know what probably says a lot about myself? My first thought there was, you know, when you like wake up in the morning and you've left the phone charger or something in the next room and you don't uh-huh. want to get out of bed yet. Like, then you then you don't actually like get out of bed. You can just be like phone charging. Yeah, zoop. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be cool. I'll have that. Mm. So next question. Yeah. Tell me. Tell. So next question. Tell myself and Sean about crisp sandwiches. If you were to make a crisp sandwich, yeah. what would be the bread? What would be the spread? What type of crisp? What flavor? Maybe you don't like crisp sandwiches. By that stage, we will end the interview right here, right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you can be as wild as you want. We've had mm. we've had all sorts of breads and wraps and right, we're right, dear mate. Right, well, no, I'm with you. I love I love a crisp sandwich. Um, but I'd be probably quite traditional. I don't think I'd go wrap. That sounds. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, yeah, we weren't we weren't sure we heard that one either. <laughs> that's a that's a bit edgy for me. Um, you know what? I would probably go like. This is going to sound weird. I would probably go white bread with real butter and then like cheddar cheese and then tato cheese and onion. That's what I would do. And then I'd squish it. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. I like it. <laughs> interesting. The cheese is an interesting touch. And interesting. Mm. Um, so you've now had your crisp sandwich, right? And yeah. now you're going on a date with okay. anyone, living or dead. Could be romantic. Could just be a little dinner date and have a chat. Yeah. Who is it? And what do you talk about? Um, you know, well, I have just finished, do you know 30 Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Tina Fey in it. Yes. Yes. I just think that we could be friends. That's, I don't know if she would feel the same way, but watching her, I feel like that character is like me if I was in her job. And yeah, I just feel like we would have a a fun time. So yes, I I would hang out with her. And I don't know what we talk about. Maybe snacks. Fair play. Crisp sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, crisp sandwiches. (laughs) And final question. I have a magic ball in front of me. I can give you any venue in the world. You can be supporting, you can be headline, you can be playing anywhere. Um, where would it be? What would it be? Would you be supporting your favorite artist? Would be a, would it be a headline gig on your own with no support? Would you be in Madison Square Garden? Would you be in the Ulster Hall in Belfast? Where what would it be? that's such a hard one um where would I be well I don't know I'd love a I'd probably love a headline because I feel like I've done 
a lot of supports. <laughs> so, so from my perspective, I want to be a headline. Um, you know, I'm kind of torn. I'm torn between either, yeah, like Madison Square Gardens in New York or something huge, or, um, you know, the church in Dingle and other voices. Um, yes, yes. Like, so picturesque, so beautiful. Yes, it's very um, gorgeous. And there seems to be everyone who plays there just seems to like talk about how magical it is. So, yeah, I kind of have two picks. Those are good too. Those are good too. Yeah, without a doubt. We, 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 we will be there and we will respect that. And we hope you get tickets in the post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so look, we, we've come to the conclusion of this fantastic interview. Can you tell everybody that's listening where they can find you in terms of socials, where they can listen to you, and um, where you will be playing or perhaps gigging next? Oh yes, um, yeah. You can find me on socials. I'm under Fierna Songs, so F E R N A S O N G S. Um, there's a lot of I think Spanish artists called. Um, Fair enough, which I hadn't realized. So um, if you don't add the songs, you probably won't find me. But yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, and my next gigs, they're part of the Sound of Belfast Festival. Um, so let me just try and remember when they are. Oh, yeah. So I'm playing um, in the American Bar on the 10th of November. That's a support for family and tribe. And in the Deer's Head Woo! on the 15th of November. And that's mm. a support. Bridget O'Neill um, and then I have another one in the OES Centre which is actually it is quite a cool gig it's um, called We're All In This Together and it's a gig with five different musicians who wrote songs with five different community groups about their experience during COVID and um, so that's another nice one Sounds I like super it super cool like it. yeah yeah <laughs> As, and are there any like upcoming releases even like hypothetical way in the future that people can look forward to or there are, Sean, actually. Thank you for asking. Um, yes, I have a new single coming out on the 23rd of this month um, called New City. Okay. You get the exclusive on that because I haven't told anyone. Um, so that's coming soon. And then I'm hoping my big plan is spring 2023. I'll have the album out. It's going to be called Understudy. So, yeah, that's what's coming up for me. Fantastic. And in what is before we go what is it like in a, in a line what is new city about or what is new city what is new city oh um in a line gosh it's about it's about new moving to a new place and the like joy of that but also um the pain of leaving somewhere behind okay lovely sounds very nice sean would you like to remember anybody that is listening where they can find us you can find us on Instagram at Yanni at Y-A-H-N-Y, search Yanni Podcast, or Facebook, search You Heard Nothing Yet, you'll find us. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere really you get your podcasts. And check out the Projectionist blog and follow Jack's Movember stuff on his Instagram. There's a lot going on. Keep up with all of it and follow Fiona wherever she may go. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Fiona, look, an absolute pleasure for having you on. Thank absolutely. you very much indeed. Oh no, it was it was it was great fun. Thanks for having me.